This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it sacrifice for it we will not surrender for it now or ever welcome back patriots today is a great day for the patriot cause this is the 50th episode of the Patriot Cause. want to thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to the Patriot Cause. We have a big mission, and that mission is to get the American people to understand that communism is taking over our country. Communism is of the devil. It is evil. And it will destroy everything this country was founded on. So today, I want to dedicate this podcast to our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the number 50 is a very specific day or time frame in the Bible. And I'm going to explain more about that on the podcast. Talking about America... Did America have a Christian founding? Is it true that America was founded on the morals of Christianity? Going to also talk about the ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven. What the importance of that event is. And last but not least, the Holy Spirit is with us always. Because of the ascension of Jesus Christ, before he left this earth, he told his disciples that the Holy Spirit will come to them and be part of his church for eternity until the end of time of the earth and through eternity forever. So it's important that we understand that. And this 50th anniversary podcast is dedicated to our Christ, because Christ is alive. And thus, we have to answer the question, did America have a Christian foundation? The Heritage Foundation is a great organization that tells you the truth, that explains the history of America, 
as, as it is written and as it is told throughout the centuries of America. Mark David Hall is a distinguished professor of political science, and his article specifically talks about this question. Is it a Christian founding? Did America have a Christian founding? This disputed question, far from being only of historical interest, has important implications for how we conceive of the role of religion in American Republic. Mark David Hall begins by considering two popular answers to the query. Number one, of course not. Number two, absolutely. Both of which distort the founders' views. After showing that Christian ideas were one of the important intellectual influences of the founders, he discusses three major areas of agreement with respect to religion, liberty, and church-state relations at the time of the founding of America. Religious liberty is a right and a must to be protected. The national government should not create an established church, and states should have them only if they encourage and assist Christianity. And religion belongs in the public square. In short, while America did not have a Christian founding in the sense of creating a theocracy, its founding was deeply shaped by Christian moral truths. More important, it created a regime that was hospitable to Christians, but also to practice other religions. That's what's important is America was built on religious freedom, specifically moral truth by a divine creator. Prager University has an awesome video. It's about five minutes long, but I'm only going to play about three minutes of it. Was America founded to be secular? Secular means not religious or outside of the religious realm was america really designed to be a secular nation within the world itself instead of a christian moral nation towards the creator of all things take a listen what role should religion play in a free society more and more people today would answer, none. That would not have been the answer of the founders of the United States, the men who fought the American Revolution and wrote the country's constitution. To them, the issue of religion and freedom were inextricably linked. You couldn't have freedom without religion. In fact, the political philosophy of the founders necessitated a divine foundation. Thomas Jefferson makes this clear in the Declaration of Independence when he writes that all men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. The purpose of government, Jefferson and his compatriots believed, was not to bestow rights. Rather, it was to protect those rights already endowed upon human beings by God. But government isn't enough for a free society. A moral people is also required. That is, a people moral enough to police itself. Virtue or morality, George Washington observed, is a necessary spring of popular government. 
Thus, for the founders, liberty was not merely the ability to do what one wanted. It came with moral demands and boundaries. They all accepted the rule of life expressed by Benjamin Franklin. Nothing brings more pain than too much pleasure, nothing more bondage than too much liberty. The founders knew that the absolute enemy of freedom was, ironically, a freedom that was absolute and unrestrained. And where was this restraint going to come from? Their answer was religion, which for them, because of when and where they lived, was some variety of Christianity. Let divines and philosophers, statesmen and patriots unite, Samuel Adams wrote, in instructing citizens in the art of self-government, in short, of leading them in the study and practice of the exalted virtues of the Christian system. The Christian system to which Adams refers is composed of Judeo-Christian values, the values rooted in the Old and New Testaments, both of which were referred to by the founders with equal conviction and frequency. Jefferson, yes, the very same Thomas Jefferson who is so often portrayed as anti-religious, confirmed this sentiment in his notes on the state of Virginia when he asked, Can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of God and that they are not to be violated but with his wrath? James Madison likewise affirmed the essential connection between religion and morality. The belief in a God all-powerful, wise, and good is essential to the moral order of the world and to the happiness of man. John Adams believed that the doctrine of a supreme, intelligent, wise, almighty sovereign of the universe, a doctrine he credited to Judaism, was the great essential principle of all morality and consequently of all civilization. And he applied this thinking specifically to the new nation he helped to create. Our constitution, he said, was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. James Madison said this better than any founder of the United States. They all were on the same page, but his words were extremely important in understanding the foundations of America. The belief in a God all-powerful, wise, and good is essential to the moral order of the world and the happiness of man. Exactly what Jesus Christ has told us. Love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and love your neighbor. The Constitution is based on that principle. And America has delivered to our holy God exactly what he's talking about. Our Constitution was made for a moral and holy religious people only. Thus, the very enemy of Satan has to destroy the Constitution of the United States. But he will never, ever take you away from Jesus Christ, no matter what. This is the foundation of America and the foundation of Christianity. So I want to shift a little bit and talk about specifics on what America has done for the world. In the centuries that we have been here, no other country on the face of the planet has presented or gone through 
the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ like America has. We have reached many unreachable people in this country to tell them the truth about Jesus Christ. However, there is still lots of unreached people in this world. But without America, it would be a lot less people that have been reached about the truth of the gospel and specifically the truth of the world and the creation. So I'm going to play you a quick clip about the unreached in the world and how important it is that we continue to reach as many people in this world as possible to tell them the truth about Jesus Christ. In the beginning, God created everything. He created a world full of people to know Him and to be known by Him. This is the story of the Bible, God bringing people to Himself. And when we read the Bible, we see how God went to great lengths to do this and how much God cares about people knowing Him. You most likely already know this. And you probably live somewhere where people have a general understanding of this great love story between God and humanity. And if they don't know yet, there's probably somebody in town who can tell them. But did you also know that there are three billion people who will live and die without ever hearing this story? Not because they don't care, but because they don't have a choice. Nobody ever told them that once upon a time, God became a human just like them, so that he could teach them how to know their creator. 40% of the world doesn't know this, and they won't know this. Not unless something changes. Not unless someone goes to tell them. Jesus is our wonderful example. He left his natural home to come to us, and then he tells us to do the same thing. Because we love Jesus and care about the same things that he cares about, we care about this. That the whole world would know him. That every tongue, tribe, and people group would come and be able to worship him. So the question is, are we doing this? His question is, are we doing this? America has been doing this since the foundation of this country. And I believe in my heart that America was stood up for the great commission of Jesus Christ. So missions are important to get people out. And this is why. There are about 7.3 billion people in the world, according to the Joshua Project. And you can check it out on the show notes where you can go and see that. There's about 2.3 uh, billion Christians on this earth today as of 2001. There are about 1.7 billion Muslims, 1.1 billion Hindu, 979 million non-religious people, 488 million Buddhists, 677 million of ethnic religious induced, inducing like Chinese religions. And there's 103 million what they call unknown or people that have no specific religion of the 7.3 billion people in the world 3 billion live among unreachable people groups of the world and 1.6 billion are not reached by missionaries so it's important that we have missionaries in this world because the missionaries are the people that are carrying out 
exactly what the disciples was giving, the command from Jesus Christ to spread the gospel throughout the world. So why is it important for America to continue? Why should America exist? It's not because we're the greatest from an economic and capitalism standpoint. We're the greatest from a missionary standpoint, from God's word and getting the message out to the world. So what I want to do is I want to explain in this, quote, 50-day process of why we have the freedom in America. It's because of Jesus Christ and because we took his words in our heart in the truth of this country. So first thing we're going to talk about is the ascension of Christ. Christ came to this earth and man crucified him because he didn't fit in the world. However, it was his plan because through his crucifixion, the world can be saved. And then once he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. So the day of ascension is very important. He spent 40 days on this planet from the day he rose from the dead until he ascended into a heaven. And that ascension into heaven is very important. Ascension Day is one of the earliest Christian festivals dating back to the year 68. 68 as far as Gregorian calendar. According to the New Testament in the Bible, Jesus Christ met several times with his disciples during the 40 days after his resurrection to instruct them on how to carry out his teaching. It is believed that on the 40th day, he took them to the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, where they watched as he ascended into heaven. Ascension Day marks the end of Easter season. Easter is when he was crucified and occurs 10 days before Pentecost. And Pentecost is very important. Depending upon the phase of the moon in a particular year, Ascension Day is celebrated on a Thursday. However, some churches, particularly in the United States, celebrate it on the following Sunday, we celebrate the ascension of Jesus Christ from this planet back to heaven because of the importance of this ascension. The ascension of Jesus Christ is meaningful in several reasons. Number one, it signals the end of his earthly ministry. God the Father had lovingly sent his Son into the world in Bethlehem, and now the Son was returning to the Father. The period of humanity was at end. So the period of suffering on the planet ended when Jesus Christ ascended to heaven because he is now creating a path and a way for humans to become part of his kingdom and become with him. 
it signifies success in his earthly work, all that he had come to do, he had accomplished. So the Bible tracked what was supposed to happen in the Old Testament. And when Jesus Christ came, predicted by the Old Testament, he fulfilled everything in that Old Testament. It marked the return of his heavenly glory. Jesus' glory had been vile during his sojourn on earth with one belief or one brief exception of the transfiguration where getting into the Bible, talking about transfiguration where he actually connected with God during the time frame he was on earth. However, his ascension symbolizes his exaltation by the Father, God, the one who is well pleased with Jesus Christ, was received in honor and given a name above all names. So Jesus Christ came to the earth, sacrificed himself, and he is now exalted above all things. A name given to him above all names. It allowed him to prepare a place, a place for us. That's what's in, really important about his ascension. Because now he is completing the kingdom. He's building the kingdom for us. It's about him coming to our planet to save us. It has indicated the beginning of his new work as a high priest and the mentor or the mediator of the new covenant between God and us. The final new covenant is between us and Jesus Christ. His blood, his life for ours. It set the pattern for his return, which he will come back. When Jesus comes to set up the kingdom, he will return just as he left, literally, bodily and visually, back to this earth. At the end of the time selected, he will come back and make the earth new. So that's the ascension of Jesus Christ. So the importance of that is before he left, he told the disciples, as you heard in the beginning intro, go out and speak the gospel to all humanity as he was ascending into heaven. And he said, go to Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit. And he will send a helper to this planet, which is the Holy Spirit, to help us deal with the rest of the time frame that we have on this planet. And that was called the day of Pentecost. And I'm going to play a clip from the Bible AD series exactly what happened during the Pentecost on this planet. John, wake up, all of you. Mm. Wake, come. What are we doing? We're praying. Oh, my God. 
Now we can leave this place. Now spread his word. Master. Look at us. We have no money. No silver, no gold. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Jesus, that this man walks again. God sent us his servant, Jesus. And God raised him again from death. We are his witnesses, and the Holy Spirit is with us and makes us strong. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. He's here with us every single day and has provided the Holy Spirit to be with us in all of the tribulations of this world. Acts 2, 1 through 4 explains what you just heard happen. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What this means is hum humans on this planet were giving the ability during that moment to speak in languages so that the masses can hear them. And on that day, 3,000 people, Jews and Gentiles, heard the truth of Jesus Christ. Pentecost is significant in both the Old and New Testament. Pentecost is actually the Greek name for a festival known to the Old Testament as the Feast of what they call Feast of Weeks. The Greek word means 50, 
and refers to the 50 days that have elapsed since the wave offering of Passover. The Feast of Weeks celebrated the end of the grain harvest. Most interesting, however, it is used in Joel and in Acts. Looking back to Joel's prophecy and forwarded to the promise of the Holy Spirit in Christ's last words on earth before his ascension into heaven. Pentecost signals the beginning of the church age. That's what happened in Jerusalem. God established the church on the planet so that we as human beings can be reached and hear the truth and have hope and understanding that eternity awaits for us. So the 50 days are from the resurrection of Christ, the 40 days with the disciples, and then 10 days later, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, came to the earth. And now it's with every human being that will accept Jesus Christ and become part of His church for eternity. So the question is simple. Do you want to be without God for eternity? You can throw words, hell, whatever you want to say at this theology that you're talking about, but it's real simple. When you die, you have a choice. You can spend it with the holy God that created you for eternity or not. And the option of not spending eternity with the holy God that created you is definitely not a good one. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Please share the gospel of Jesus Christ far and wide, and especially to your family. I know it's hard sometimes, but you got to talk to your family, especially those that are drifting away from the truth, and help them to understand there is a creator that created all things, and there is a holy God and a Holy Spirit that can help you through everything in life, knowing that the road to the end is with our holy God and not with this world. This is the Gunny out.